Cradeline Network. Episode of Space Spinner 2000 podcast, where two Americans should make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, one month of frogs at a time. And last episode, we reached the end of 1992 in our Woo! frog timeline. Oh, yeah. So now we're taking an episode to do a retrospective of the year in frogs. As always, just a way to talk about the previous year of 2000 AD and to help lubricate that discussion. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, we're going to give out awards in a bunch of categories. Welcome to the Spitters. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of categories. Define them as loosely as possible. As always, you know, again, individual page, whole year of work, whatever. And uh, we've got reader nominations after we do all of ours. So I appreciate everybody writing in their opinions. And I also, of course... We're continuing to. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to these opinions becoming way more spicy as we get into the '90s and stuff like that. It's much less like acknowledged classics versus like, oh, I've got some hot takes about what's good and what isn't. We sort of move forward. Okay. Um, but before we get started on the award, Fox. Yes, sir. I want to give everybody listening here a couple of show news. Yeah, baby. All right. So first, bad news. We are going to have to take a little bit of a break after this episode before we get started on our 1993 coverage. So look forward to a few weeks of collected episodes as Fox and I get some new shows cooked up and in the can. Uh, if you have opinions about what thrills you'd like to see collected, hey, let me know. You know, Hit me up on the social medias, etc. We will be starting next week by collecting our coverage of the Horned God from Slain. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it should be good. The other, but the the good big news, all right, is that um, when we do those episodes, Fox and I will be literally putting our heads together to do <laughs> the thing because I've moved to England and Fox and I are now working together again. Woo! In-person podcasting. Who'd have, who'd have thought it was possible? It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, yeah. Besides doing in-person podcasting for the first time, in several years. Oh, yeah. This includes our, our last episode together at 265, an in-person episode. Maybe you could tell the difference. I don't know. <laughs> um, we're hoping to figure out, hopefully and eventually, some stuff about live shows and appearances and stuff mm-hmm. like that here in the British Isles. Um, but I'd say just more about that in the future, sort of into the fall of the new year or something like that. And naturally, we'll record it. Or we'll uh, we'll announce it here on this podcast feed and social media when we figure things out. But keep an eye out. Awesome. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a fun new adventure in this year. Podcasting a couple a couple <laughs> bros getting together doing their silly podcast. And with that said... I think it's time to get to these dang awards. I'm into it, man. I'm ready. So let's get started with category one, best art. What kind of art you like for <laughs> 1992, my friend? What do you got? I mean, so 
I I almost just to be clear, I almost put like the clown on here. Um, I did I did quite a bit of soul searching and culling, but I got I've got two runner ups and a winner. Nice. So um, first and foremost is Zenith coming to us from Steve Yowell. I really enjoy the comic in color more than I thought I would. Mm, yeah. Um, I and you know it's again I there's a lot of like mind bending reality bending. Um, that goes kind of into it. I really sure. like um, Sitchin. No, am I, I'm misremembering now. Um, uh, the, the older fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. But I like the reverse aging that goes yeah. into it. Um, I, I I don't know. I especially like when the Loigor become the Loigor, but then also these disfigured like spider beings. Mm-hmm. It's just a very interesting um, kind of progression throughout the entire show in terms of, or in, t- in the entire Prague, mm-hmm. um, just because it goes from like regular crazy to like all out crazy. And it's, I think it's done really well. Artist. Totally. Um, my first runner up is Revere. Obviously, uh, you know, Simon Harrison, we've, we've spoken praises about this for quite a bit for Revere. Absolutely. I do agree that it's an art style that had to grow on, on mm-hmm. me. But I think that it's Apex's hit with Revere, where it's just insane violence <laughs> visualized, right? Definitely seen that a lot in these progs, for sure. And contortions and body dysphoria. Like, it's just so much crazy things happen within Revere that I, it makes me quite happy. And uh, in something that is going to sound incredibly uh, repetitive for this entire Spinney's, my top goes to uh, John, uh, excuse me, not John Wack. Um, it goes to Arthur Ranson for art on Button Man. Hey, hey. Button Man is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect comic. And it and it really hits that stride because of the symbolism. The I, I mean, just the colors alone we could talk about forever. It's the best mm-hmm. comic book I've ever seen drawn at night. Definitely, yeah. Well, the uh, yeah, the nighttime scenes in Button Man were really amazing. Those like early ones in the farmhouse. Yeah, and I just I like, love all of the London streets and I, stuff. I sure. love all the animal symbolism. I love. I, I mean, he kills a man with a pitchfork. Sure, yeah, like right out the gate. Get, I don't know. It's just like all of these people feel very real while still looking highly stylized. Mm-hmm. I it's a beautiful comic book, and I tip Absolutely. my hat. Yeah. So Conrad. Tell me about your arts. What oh, arts do you like? Man. What arts do you do you really like? What arts do you really really? Man, I, don't, like? I don't really care for art that much, honestly. I'm probably just gonna go. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, um, my sec for my second, I have uh, two runner ups and a winner as well. Um, for my second runner up, I also or I had uh, Simon Harrison for Revere as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is sort of very much as just getting right in. As the deadline approaches and stuff in these like November and December comics, but I really like just um, some of these fight scenes in Revere were really amazing. Like both both the the fight scenes and like the making out scenes or oh, whatever yeah. in Revere. Like there were all just these images that I think really drew me in as a reader and um, really were yeah were just really amazing and like nothing else that I'd really seen in the comic. I think that was really good. My first runner up. Was uh Kev- was Kevin Walker for ABC Warriors oh, uh, yeah. Chronicles of Chaos? Yeah, that's a sexy Joe Pineapples. Yeah, I really had a lot of fun with um 
with with his work both for part one, which was last year, and part two this year. Um, it feels like a lot of stuff that, whether it's intentional or not, feels like it's got a lot of like both influences it towards and away from uh, Warhammer 40k, which I think is pretty cool. You know, 40k is very much in its nascent phase in 92 and sort of seeing um, this stuff that's like clearly is influencing it being um, in 2080 is really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love the redesign of uh, Joe Pineapple. It's the perfect redesign. For, of this like, you know, Rocky Horror sort of like look and stuff like that with his leather teddy and stuff like that. Um <laughs> I think that's all really cool. And yeah, I just really liked that section of the comic. Just mm-hmm. the way that everything looked and all these different like robots and science fiction things like that. That was all really neat. But for my winner, buddy, I got to say it's yes. Button Man. Yes. Come on. Yes. Awesome. Button it up, I say. <laughs> um, these awards, I mean, they've basically buttoned up. Indeed. Indeed. One thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention additionally that I really liked with the art in Button Man was uh, the transitions, I Ooh. guess. There were a lot of times where they'd have a transition that would... Go, I, I remember one that was be... Or things that would be like they'd zoom in on like a badger's face and it would become like the stripes of the Ooh. tiger... Of, of, of the scorpion fish in the doctor's office. Yeah. Like snow would become... Snow falling down would, would become something else in the office or something. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, they used that intro as like the, the fish becoming opaque and then transits, uh, transitioning yeah. into something else, right? Yeah, just all of these things that were... Um, really made button man we talked about this on the show but just that it made made it feel really cinematic yes in a way that i think a lot of thrills don't really look in 2080 i agree and i think that's really like you said um that's really helped out also by ransom's really um, realistic style you know that i think i mentioned before that to me and i think the highest praise for button man is that it really just feels like a series of stills from a movie, basically, yeah, yeah, as absolutely. opposed to a more prosaic comic book. Um, yeah, and so Button R for Button Man, real good. Button Man, I feel like <laughs> looking in a real good position for this year. I oh think. yeah. <laughs> All right, but hey, that said, listen, hey, these this art, these pretty pictures. It's not all that. I mean, listen. It's one half of the problem. Yeah, I would say that, like you know. I mean, there certainly do exist art forms where there is no pictures and just words. I wouldn't believe it. Like, that's not a good way to do it, though. <laughs> like, I think a mix of the two is good. Um, and so, thus, like, yeah, let's talk about the second, the other the other um, piece of bread that makes up the sandwich of thrills. <laughs> and talk about uh, Award 2. Best writing. What's your favorite writing from 1992? Uh, I've got I've got a few. All right, I want to hear this. Um, so uh, Alan Grant is once again on the list, uh, but this is very specific for Durham Red, oh, okay. which I wanted to make sure I gave special mention to because man, oh man, do I love a Durham Red? Sure, yeah, that was right. Off comic right book. at the start of this year, sort of from from 91 into 92. Yeah, I, I think it was two two issues that were not in this year or that weren't in this year right mm-hmm. so we were we were basically just past the goth lord's castle right oh um, interesting intro and so i think she was just getting ported off to the island mm-hmm. um again i i think durham red is a durable character 
that mm-hmm. just needs to I want more spin-offs with her in it. <laughs> sure. Um you know, it's just neat seeing like uh, a lady vampire overcome her th- whatever the fuck, I guess getting thrown on an island and drugged. Yeah. You know, she had a rough time this this go round. Yeah, got to sure. got to get that sweat, I guess. Yeah, crazy sweat. Um follow up from that is Skiz for Alien Cultures. Ooh, nice. Um so that is uh Jim Jim Balky. Yeah. excuse me. Um uh I liked it. Right. So and this yeah. is, and this is another thing is I'm a huge Skids fan. I love seeing all these characters back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still think that it hits like it hit me in all the emotionals, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what's kind of crucial to it. It's a very odd story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The alien culture story. It's a it's shorter than the original Skids, I think. Yeah. But I think does definitely hit some notes of like, you know, I always talk about for these kind of things, like getting a chance to spend more time with our friends exactly. from the previous story and stuff. Yeah. And that, that I think is exactly what that felt like, which is it hit me good. Would I say that it's better than Skiz? No. Yeah. But I think that's fair. But I think that I think that it it tries well and succeeds well. Right? Nice. Um so a uh, final runner up uh is Grant Morrison for Zenith. I I don't really feel like I need to say more than that. <laughs> Zenith is is just a quality piece. Mm-hmm. of writing um and i think that again like while we're while this is simply talking about our story um i i do think that they the story and the art work very well together which i think is incredibly impressive sure um again some of my favorite parts of it are just um hitchin i think it was pain pain thank you Payne. michael Payne. um just watching his writing devolve and mm-hmm. his character devolve was fascinating um, especially when he turns into a kid, finally, yeah. yeah. This is just great. Um, and then finally, goddamn right, it's going to be Button Man. Thank you very much. <laughs> Got you, John Wagner. I mean, it's a great story. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm. We're going to gush about this a lot, but you know, I, I feel that even though you know, mysterious man on phone guy from army taking kill missions, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's for the the uber rich. Fairly wrote. Yeah. Right. But executed fucking well. Like the character Absolutely. is awesome. The like I, really his his best friend is one of my favorite characters in the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, they just work really well together. Definitely. Um, and, and just how bad the 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 big baddie is at the end where it's just like he's drugged him on hallucinogens. Right. Right. It's just it, it's it's fantastic. Um Really love the symbolism. I, I am more than certain that they work together in order to make that happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that even though it's not textual, um, the subtext there is um, partially story. So Absolutely. I really like that. Yeah. So that's it. That's my top. Conrad, yeah. hit me with your story. Oh, man. All right. Give me them beats. Oh, the beats of the story. Yeah. The beats see? of the best story. I see how it is. Uh, for my second runner up in third place, um, I got Garth Ennis for Judgment Day. Nice. You know, Ennis is he's sort of in his second year of writing Dread here. And I thought that, um, like, this Judgment Day mega epic, which sort of isn't just a long Dread story, but also a Dread story jumping between the two comics and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That was a really interesting, like, that seemed like an interesting challenge to add to the task of just writing a a big Dread epic, I think. Absolutely. And also I think that... um, um, the like th- this is something that I think is cool for NS, but I know for some people it's actually kind of a mark against him. 
but I really appreciated his writing in Judgment Day of kind of writing like a Dread fans mega yes, epic, I guess. Yes, right? absolutely. Because it's not because Judgment Day isn't just the crossover with Johnny Alpha. Mm-hmm. It's a cross. It's it's bringing back all of these non Mega City One Judge characters yeah. that we've met over the years. You know, it's Judge Armor, it's Judge Sadu, it's mm-hmm. Judge Bruce. It's all these different guys. Um, and I think bringing having a story that brings all of them and Johnny Alpha all and back puts together. them all in super armor. Yeah, and puts them all in super armor, fighting badass zombies or whatever. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool and. Um, is really like I don't yeah I mean I feel like this leads some people to dismiss some of this work as like fan fiction or something like that but to mm-hmm. me it's just really like feels like a love letter yeah it, it's 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 it, it's like you know I'm a fan myself and so you know it feels like someone who knows what I like or what I'm interested in like yeah then creating a story out of it and stuff like that um, and I think especially when. You think about like even just like little minor characters that Ennis brought back, like Judge Perrier or Judge Decker oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Just sort of these characters who had been maybe a one-off mention in a previous Dread epic, you know, a Dread storyline that had been a big deal at the moment but never really went anywhere and stuff like that. I think it just shows a level of like, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about this with Ennis before, just that. Because he's a fan as well, I think he looks back on the past of Dread a little bit more than I feel like Wagner or Grant do because Absolutely. they're very much much trailblazing, you know, their way through original stuff or something like that. And so, but as a you know, listen, like I feel like I've I've yelled about comic book fans in the past on, <laughs> on these com- on, on in in the in the moments of Space Spinner and just talked about how like you know I'm not into spending a lot of time documenting things or worried about continuity or something mm-hmm. like that. But I do still like, you know, even I like callbacks of things that I've seen previously Why in the comics and stuff. Yeah. And so I appreciated um, Ennis like creating situations where these characters come back. It's and a labor of love. And I, I yeah. mean, like to, to have that kind of wherewithal of just like, here is all of this unused content and let's make this thing feel more like a world. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, it's stuff that sort of had been just sort of on the vine, and so I'm happy to have mm-hmm. it sort of put to use again. Absolutely. So that's my second runner up. My first runner up is the homie Pat Mills. Oh, hey, of course. We had a, 92 was a big Pat Mills year. Actually, I feel like we've had times where Mills maybe has one thing, or I think we've even had some years where there's just been no Pat Mills in the prog. And this year, it felt like we were going from one Mills project to the next with a little bit of overlap from my beloved power Pat Mills power hours. But, you know, we, we had Finn, like two, two sets of Finn, ABC warriors, mm. flesh book two, which was pretty decent. Yeah. All this stuff that I feel like is pretty fun. Um, and also I think you can really, you know, I've, I've talked about it a lot. I feel like, but you can really see, Pat Mills's voice within these characters and the themes that they, that they get up to and stuff like that. Um, and I think he's a really, you know, a great addition to the progs and things like that. Always really happy when Pat Mills shows up and writes a story. So I'm just sort of, I just want to acknowledge him and his body of work over this year. I'm definitely happy that Pat Mills in the prog a lot and contributing. Definitely. But then my winner, I mean, yeah, it's, it's gotta be Button Man. <laughs> I feel bad. 
I don't. I do. Because, I don't feel at all bad because I know it's it's running away with it. Be like, oh, you guys just like your button man. But I like I like my button man. I, I fucking know. I love button man. Like I thought it was a really fun comic. This like crazy crime drama and stuff. I really liked. You know, just the for the writing element. I would say that um, the cre like you said, some of the creations of different characters. Then button man mm. are really neat. Um, whether it's Harry's uh, uh, buddy, who's you know all these names always escape me. Or, um, like, the people they go to, like, when they went to that one, uh, like, chicken farmer to get rid of a body and stuff oh, like yeah. that. that was oh, man, cool. they had, like, a whole system for it. Or, yeah. hell, even, like, the people that they have to fight at the end, right? Yeah. It's like one of them's already missing a couple of fingers. Yeah, creating backstories for these characters yeah. that we won't see again. Also, stuff like, um, like the little hints. Oh, yeah. Um, throughout the story that, like, the doctor is... Harry's voice and always stuff slightly like that. shadowed, you know. Yeah, and you just kind of like, I mean, I think like you were able to pick it up pretty early, but I also think that's because, like, because I was like in my recaps, especially, you know, I'm trying to point these things out a little bit, even if I'm not going overboard with mm. it. But you kind of get a sense that, like, huh, like maybe Harry just isn't at this one doctor's office by chance. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that, you know. So I think that's really neat, and I think it creates a really intricately wo woven story to go along with Ranson's um, really awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. We've talked about the twin the twin horses that make up a thrill, Fox. <laughs> two, two they're, they're pulling the carriage of the thrill, but you got to remember that, I don't know, I've, I've lost it. The two wheels of the thrill bike. The two two halves of the thrill clam. Oh, that's a, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah. So the pearl inside is the overall thrill box, <laughs> and it's time to evaluate the overall quality of that of that pearl. Yeah, we're getting it. I'm. I mean, I didn't really like the book personally. Steinbeck is sort of, uh, to me at least, overplayed, but. Had a, had a little bit to drink before <laughs> this spitty, this spitty's everybody. I'd apologize for nothing. <laughs> and I want to know what your best overall thrill for 1992 is. Five. Oh, wait, sorry. Excuse me. Award three best overall thrill. Tell me. <laughs> Dude, this is going to be the violent one. Um, all right. So look, easy peasy. I got two runner ups, second runner up. That's Zenith. Everybody knows it. You know it. Grant Morrison and Steve Yole fucking know it. Mm. They made a great goddamn thrill. They continue to do so. I love Zenith. And I, I understand why and I understand why people do. This one was terrifyingly sad. I right. guess everybody's just dead now. Uh, but, you know, great job. We put him in a prison. Yeah. So, you know, great. Uh, in terms of uh, my first runner up, it's going to be Judge Shrimp for Judgment Day. Garth oh, nice. Ennis, uh, Peter Doherty and Carlos Escara. Let me tell you something. Um, Conrad, mm -hmm. everything you said is true. Right. It is a fucking great thrill. Mm -hmm. um, I think it deserves honorable mention here. In any other world, it probably would have won. But we're living in a, in a different world, which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> I personally, you know me, Judge or um, Dan Dare Battle Action Playset. I like my, I mm. like to put my dudes in armor. Yeah. And I like to have them go after a man who eventually becomes a head squid. Hey, why not? Okay. And if those two people are Judge Dredd and Johnny Alpha being best bros, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be upset about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Why, what would make me upset about an awesome team up? <laughs> I'll also say just generally what I really loved about Judgment Day as well was the crossover at na nature of the story. Yeah. 
and just that we got the three of us in the judgment zone oh, talking yeah. about the story that way. That was really fun. That was really fun. So let's get to our obvious top spot. But you got to be fucking for real. It's going to be Button Man. Button Thank man. you, Ranson. Thank you, Wagner. You made a great thrill. I, I had said part one. There better be more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're definitely on the road. I don't think it, not next year, but I know pretty soon we'll be getting some more Button Man installed. That's fucking fantastic because, ladies and gentlemen, I declare it the year of Button Man. Whoa, 92. Button Love Man year. All right. To think. In this episode for 91, you were like, Button Man, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I to, Listen, I, I had to caution you. Well, I had to press your buttons. You better. <laughs> See, now, now I'm close enough to punch you in the arm for this stuff. That's that's how it goes. All right. So for me. So uh, I need you to unbutton your shirt and expose to me your best overall thrills. <laughs> this is terror. I'm going back to America. All right. <laughs> Overall thrills, tippity top thrills, thrills that are over all the others. My second runner up in third place, I had the homie Finn. Okay. I like this new Finn cat, Fox. <laughs> you like how nihilist he is. Yeah. You don't or I believe... guess anarchistic. Yeah, he's kind of an anarchist, kind of an eco-terrorist. He's got some weird magical weapons. A rope. He's got one of those cool machine guns that's like with the <laughs> finger thing in the, with the trigger right in the front. Yep. Um, he's being clearly manipulated by this weird priestess lady. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. He kicks the kick, kills these rich mason guys. <laughs> that's that is pretty good. You Hello, know, sailor. You know I hate the Illuminati, Fox. So oh I'm no, happy for the murder Did of them. And just like I think, I just really liked that this was a new character who was in here. You know, had a couple installments. Was, you know, managed to effortlessly, I feel like, fit in as part of the big, like, Pat Mills, like, um, Pantheon. oeuvre, yeah, or like, like, sort of what he's trying to say in there. Um, and I thought it was just a, you know, like, I feel like I was hard on, on Finn a bunch this year, but I also thought I, I had a lot of fun when, sure. when things got going, when it was time to start fighting, when it was time for some magic eco-terrorism, When, cetera. when you had to go to a graveyard to eat all the shadows. Exactly. Anyway, uh, my, my first runner-up in second place, Zenith 4. Yes! I like that Zenith, man. I thought that was a fun story. Like you said, kind of a downer ending, but I think a good overall ending to the zenith stories i think you know yeah. we i feel like it was a good way to end from where we were at the high point of zenith which i think is book th is a uh, phase three i think that's really the money yes zenith story i mean um, eye lasers yeah right? exactly but i think that phase four still has its charms and i do really like like you said um the pain like the the pain's journal aspect oh yeah and just that it, you know it ends up that the that the Stories sort of told inside out, like you kind of know that they're going to fail and stuff like that as you sort of go through. But then when you get to the end, you realize that failing, you know, that their failure to stop the Ligor isn't as bad as it seems or something yeah. like that. <laughs> they get to live in their own miniature universe and exactly. hit the sides of a prism. Yeah, and I just thought that was a real cool way to end this original 2080 mm -hmm. character because I think it does have that same sort of downer like well the good guys won but are they actually that are no, they actually good no, guys? No they're both pretty horrible people. Kind of feel that I feel like is very much what 2080 strives for in terms mm -hmm. of its characterization of good guys. Exactly. And, guys, you know? and then for my winner 
Trifecta, triple crown. Oh my God. uh, Of our bests. It's a hat trick, and I'm proud of it. It's so good. Like Button Man was. I, I feel like this. This is the highest praise I feel like that that, that I can give um, stories when they come up in the prog, which is that when I read the first Button, like when I read the first Button Man, I basically just went through my archives and just read the whole story through. Yeah, I know? could understand. That's something that I've done for that. It's something I've done for some of the Halo Joneses and stuff like that. Um, it's just one of these things where. It's this really, yeah, just this taut, like, psychological action thriller um, that just pulls you through, you know, from one scene to the next. And, again, something that I wish was less, what what was was more common in 2000 AD, but something that, you know, is really, makes it a really unique and amazing story in, in the pages of Our Fair Prague. Um, I think it's a real landmark. It's, it's another one of these stories like a couple of ones that have won the triple crown that I feel like is a landmark for 2000 AD is something that sets a bar and a high watermark for, um, for the comic for years to come. It's like, you know, here is what storytelling in 2000 can be. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you're telling a story, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to be like, well, I've got to do, I've got to be like button man. No, but I think that like, you know, if you're a two, listen, I'm putting all these 28 years ago writers on notice going into 83. <laughs> and 92 was the year of me putting people on notice, Fox. So here it goes. <laughs> but like, you know, I feel like between Button Man and a couple years previously, like Killing Time or something. Yeah. Like any, like you can just put any old shit in 2000 AD. But it is possible to tell an interesting and complex story with characterization and um, something that keeps people guessing or keeps people like wanting to know more, wanting mm-hmm. to read more, wanting to see more of the, of the, of the, of the story that you're telling of the, you know, the art of the, of the, of the plot of all that stuff. And so, you know, if you aren't trying to do that, then you are not working as hard as you could be. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if like people are kind of, if it's just like, Hey, we will be putting out 10 robo hunters this year. So who's working on the first one? Right, right. But I mean, I mean, just I'm just saying that, like, you know, you've got Button Man, and Button Man isn't even really even that long. I think it's no. like ten, yeah, like, nine, like, ten, yeah, like, like like ten or twelve progs or something like that. And so you know, you should yeah be aware that this talent and you know that that this is a possible thing to happen. And so yeah, I just really love it, and I hope that it can serve as a watch for your stuff. Oh yeah, man. It's a great fucking prop. thrill, excuse me. Yeah, because that would be cool. All right. So, okay. Best overall. We've done these thrills, Fox. Yeah. I want to pull back a little bit. I'm pulling back. I'm going back. You know, always, I think, with these award shows, we start small with art and then story, overall thrill, and then more generalized things. So let's talk about MVP, most valuable person, most valuable player, just somebody. And, you know... Like it's hard. It's hard to know if you aren't really aware of what's going on, <laughs> on the outside. But it could be a real person. It could be a character. Just whoever you think is really doing the work to kind of keep 2080 going strong um, regularly, or just however you want to, you know, or alternately, just an impact player, <laughs> Fox, uh, as well. Somebody um, who you know shows up and is like Jesus Christ. Like this is the thing. 
John what Wagner and Arthur Ranson for Button Man. Hey, we got a Button <laughs> Man and the MVP. Oh my god. I mean, like it really so again, I so the way that I look at this entire year is that it is heavily balanced towards or, or it is heavily balanced. There are like these really sterling, perfect um mm-hmm. thrills in there. And then there's a lot of cruff. Yeah. A lot, Conrad, like a, a metric fuckload. Absolutely. And so when I see the most shining star doing some yeoman's work early on, uh-huh. when we don't, when there's a lot of, there's a lot of guff going on. Yeah, sort of in the spring. Yeah. yeah. Sort of clearing the decks for things, of course. And I, I'll say this much, like, I wish Button Man just ran for the whole entire year, mm. because then I'd just be reading Button Man. Sure. That's how much I like Button Man. Nice. MVP. Hey, all right. That's fine. <laughs> for my MVP, I had uh, Judge Dredd for this year. Oh, yeah. You know, I always like to toss. I, f- I feel like I all, I'll often toss Dredd an MVP bone if I don't have him in the best overall thrill well, category. Kept kept the beat going. Yeah, because very much I feel like, you know, Dredd, you know, he's now pretty settled into his role in the as the opening, as the opening thrill of the prog. And... He's very much there just, yeah, just to kind of get you set up and into the science fiction, you know, action sci-fi mood and the general 2000 AD content. Um, I really liked this year, actually, as opposed to kind of one-off Dread stories, we had a bunch of these, like, three to four prog stories. And they were pretty good. Besides the, the mega epic, of course, but I felt like... Most of the time, when we were talking about Dread on the show, mm-hmm. there'd be like one, it'd be one story with one artist, basically. Yeah, and it'd be interesting, like Babes with Guns or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, called. yeah. There's Babes in Arms or um, the Art of Geomancy story right yep. at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, there's that one with, with with those with the Cool Brothers. Oh They're yeah, blowing everybody up and stuff. Um, even like the one where the with the brothers from Ireland came in, and there was a bunch of gold Michigas. Oh going on. yeah, that's right. They were they basically this guy just stole their Irish gold, but they didn't have any. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But like you know, so many times we have these yeah these just these stories that were actually often, and I like this a lot, like fit into an episode of our show. Yeah, just be one dread story for that month or something like that. I think that's a really cool way to do things for dread. And I think it makes it really consistent. Um, you know, listen, I also love one-offs. One-offs are fun. And I like the ability that dread has to shift from those, you know, yeah. some one-offs, some short series, some epics, a mega epic every now and then or something like that. I mean, in the Christmas special or in the Christmas one, he only yeah. showed up once to shoot a man through the back. <laughs> yeah. And then, all, well, I mean, and then also that's just the, even the greater variance of dread mm-hmm. that not all dread stories have to feature him that heavily and stuff exactly. like that. You know, Spectre over the, over the shroud or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. So I say dread for my MVP. I think that that's a strong, strong placement. That's always a good one, I think. But now let's pull back even further to periods. Fox, what's your best month of uh, 1992? So you remember what I said about, again, balanced. I'm trying to be positive, but Jesus, there was so much craft. Mm-hmm. So I came into this methodically. Ooh. I said, okay, you know what? I'm looking for, because I couldn't remember one that wasn't just like, I, I liked this or this or this, mm-hmm. which is what was carrying it for that for that particular month, right? So I looked at this mathematically and said, where is 
the least amount of garbage <laughs> to good ratio. Sure. And the the math came back as episode 256, Prugs, 780 to 783. Absolutely. That is April and May. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the episode of the Murga Blast. Exactly. So we're getting we're getting our we're getting our judgy dreads. Mm-hmm. We're getting um, uh, um, ABC yeah. Warriors. Yeah. We've got Button Man. I think we had Cool Commando at that point, which mm-hmm. was like uh, that's the garbage. But I think that was about it, right? Well, yeah, because I I actually have this as my as my best. Oh my god, well. solidarity! You know, I love it. A lot of times. I'll pick two months so I can have a second one to not cross over with you. But this one was a clear winner for me. Yeah, we've got Dread with some classic artists. There's art by Ian Gibson and by Steve Dillon. The start of the Chronicles of Chaos. The start of Button mm-hmm. Man. Um, it was the Apocalypse Dreadnought Rogue Trooper story. Oh, okay, thank God. Which was okay. I mean, no, that's, that was the one with the waffles balls and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yeah, that's so it was him. funny enough. That was him, like, fighting. Yeah, that was the part where he was fighting his way through... A future prison and stuff. Yeah, no. So that was, and that we was had fun. a lot of fun making fun of that. Absolutely. like, there was a giant spike ball that jumped yeah, down Yeah, and it ceiling. was very, like, uh, just like ro- like a Friday, like, sort of pointing various gigaws and instantly winning kind of thing. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fine. And then, yeah, and then and then that was the start of, of a Cola Commandos as well. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I feel like I, I, I forget if I talked about it last year or the year before that where I sort of talked about... 2000 AD is having a card like a uh, like a pro wrestling event or something mm-hmm. like that. Where basically what the prog feels like right now is you have your upper card, which is basically dread, and then something by uh, John Wagner, Alan Grant, or Pat Mills. Mm-hmm. You have you know one of those three like dread, and then something by one of those by one of those guys, and that's like your upper card. That's generally the good stuff whatever is else whatever is in the prog right then you've got maybe and then beyond that you've got kind of a mid card and a lower card and lower cards definitely stuff by new guys or by michael fleischer or like and a, 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 a generally one of these um like four or five issue anthology stories that we had this year right like tales from beyond science or Bradley. Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. That, that was kind a of fucking stuff. weird one. That was a weird one. It came out of nowhere. I don't understand why we had to learn about dragons. Listen, we gotta learn about we got I guess we gotta. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just because Peter Hogan's on here and Peter Hogan likes dragons. We'll we'll find that out next year as well. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. But but so but yeah, like you, but it basically meant that this year, this whole year, I can't, there's no episode of our show. This year, where there's not an easy slam dunk whipping bottom boy. bottom bottom throw whipping boy, basically. <laughs> it goes from it goes from trash to like oh, commando oh, yeah. to whatever, you know, to uh to wireheads to oh, whatever else. Poor wireheads. Wireheads had a lot of ambition, had a lot of potential, but it stumbled I, on its road. It almost made my my runner-up for for best art but i had to keep these things clean i did like i mean like you know listen i feel like like all the art's pretty good all right yeah i feel like i know there's times coming up where there's going to be times where i look at the art for some things and i'm like no no sir but Mm. right now everything feels pretty good but there's also just you know sometimes the writing can take the art down a little bit because it's art that's trying to explore to 
make real things that we have tr- that I have trouble understanding. You know, I, <laughs> again, like wireheads, I'm just remembering that one episode where I'm trying to where you're you're like falling apart because I'm trying to explain what's go- what's happening and it does not make sense. <laughs> does not. No. Um. But so, yeah, I don't know. I wish that, like, it would be, for our awards purposes, it would be really nice if they would have, like, one for Prague section. That was mm. just, like, here's just good stuff, you know? <laughs> but I don't know how likely that is to happen. No, I mean, I, I'm glad they're experimenting. I just wish they wouldn't dredge up the past unless they had a clear winner on their hands. Mm, yeah, when they bring back these old ones. Well, that's gonna sadly, is a thing that will continue to happen. Let's see. All right. So that's best month. Let's talk finally for best year, Fox. I would like usually, or my my what we're doing a little bit has been siloing the progs into five year periods, mm-hmm. and so we just finished that with ninety one. But I think it's still cool if you want to to list ninety two oh, in, sure. uh, in reference to those other years. So what you got? So uh, I well. 1992 is my best for the first for this five Absolutely. year period. Yeah, listen, it's a 1977 <laughs> situation. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit for these things to add up on sounding themselves. But were we were we to place this, I would go 90, 87, current year 92, mm-hmm. uh, just because we've got a lot of decent headliners. 91, 89, and then 88. That's fair. Yeah, 89, 88, those are oh, real bad years. Oh. I think we, we, we've talked about this so much before just with all the various filler sections. And oh, stuff God. Like that. You know, the greatest, greatest sin, of course, to not have good stuff in there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I said just, just kind of had 92 stand alone. I thought it was an okay year. Um, I like the idea of Judgment Day. But, man, like, there's just a lot of variance in this year. Yeah. You know, we've got some really high highs with stuff like Button Man or I really like Chronicles of Chaos or something like that. But it's also this year of Cola Commandos <sighs> of multiple Robo Hunter stories. I, which I don't understand. Um, it can't be that just requested. Of, of wireheads, of, um, of, of trash, of all oh, this stuff. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, and it, and, and, and it hurts the year, you know, it, does. it just kind of makes it feel like, you know, like this is OK, but like we must be. Ugh, it's just not that good. No. <laughs> and, and, it, and it means that, you know, any any discussion of these story of this of this year having quality also comes with a, with a heavy butt. <laughs> and a series of caveats and stuff. I mean, like that's that. that's what I'm afraid of. Is like 93, 94, 95. How low will 92 sink despite having the button man? I wouldn't. Or how how high will it raise to the top? <laughs> I, I would I would say, um, you know, here here's a metaphor I've been working with for a while, Fox. Okay. If we imagine the good ship Space Spinner 2000 as a boat, all right. <laughs> And for a long time, we were sailing through calm, sunny seas. Yeah, it was going nice. Going through the 80s, that golden age period. Yeah, and it's the Azores, it's nice. Got to the end of the 80s and things got a little choppy. And we could see off in the horizon that the giant hurricane storm clouds of the 90s. And now we're in the storm. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, like, I will say that... Ending 92, we have gotten through a bunch of the sto- of the things that I think people, when they were 
like in the early days of the podcast, we will be like, oh, you guys seem positive now. <laughs> but what happens when you get to X? Yeah. And a lot of the we've gotten through a lot of the examples of X. Okay. It's like what happens when you get to Cola Commandos or Dead Meat or something like that? We also have a lot to go though. <laughs> <laughs> but there might be gold in them hills. Like, listen. We I'm, found gold. I'm perfectly open for some good dreads. Like, you know, we're going to get slain coming. We're, we're, we got some slain and some fin and other that's things good. like that. Again, that sort of upper card stuff in the Wagner Grant Mills <laughs> section and stuff like that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, to get to those high points. And we got to get kicked in the balls. There's also going to be a lot of waiting <laughs> through through not that great stuff. You okay. know, so. I would say I feel like 92 is looking at the future and feeling like not that trepidatious <laughs> in terms of the next five years. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of the later stuff. I mean, I even like I guess it's 92, 93, 94, 5, 96. Oh, yeah. No, it's feeling calm. I was going to say <laughs> like I haven't read 97, so I don't know that much. But otherwise, ooh, OK. <laughs> Now that I've hopefully freaked you out enough. No, I'm terrified. Absolutely. I hate this. So let's, uh, anyway, I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing what we think about all these uh, thrills, Fox. They want to hear what they think about these. Oh, okay. That's great. So let's go to Rita nominations. Woo! Button man. Borak Thung. It's Conrad in the future, but still your past, in slightly less echoey circumstances, here to read all of your spinny nominations. It's going to be exciting. We got noms from all over the internet. Super excited. Very, I feel like I've been falling down on my social media responsibilities a little bit, but still we managed to get a massive amount of responses. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Let's get started with some of our backers over on Patreon. Michael Crowder says, um, he, uh, sorry, my, here, my spinning knob's not a great year in retrospect. I loved a lot of these thrills a lot more when I was 13. That's fair. Ooh, hey, I think we're almost the same age. All right. Um, top writer, John Wagner for Button Man. Top art, Arthur Ranson. Completely different style and level of comic art. Top thrill, Judgment Day. Back in my day, expectations for this story were way too high, and I was disappointed. Just reading it as a fun summer blockbuster was much better than I had given credit for. MVP Kev Walker, kicking out of the park in ABC Warriors, especially the Joe Pineapple's turn. Oh, yeah, so amazing and iconic, for sure. Andrew Brown says, bit of a boring opinion, but for me, it's a clean sweep for Button Man, an all-time classic thrill, but honorable mentions for writer Garth Ennis, who gets bad press, including from himself, but his dread is consistently fun. Artist John Ridgway, 60s rural, creepy, scared kid stuff is a perfect match for artist and subject. Then overall thrill Zenith Phase 4, satisfying end of the story. It's ridiculous how much it bugs me that it's color, but it does. I agree. I feel like it really defined itself as a black and white thrill. You know, it's a, I think kind of like Summer Magic, actually. It's weird to see these ones become colored. Brigand Doom as well. I guess I've seen colored versions of those in specials. Uh, favorite year is just too hard, although so far listening to your show and rereading what I can, all of the 90s years have been way better than I remembered. A credit to your positive attitude. Oh, thanks. 
which will be stress-tested 2022. Indeed, that's when we get. Ooh, that's going to be a year where we're deep in the 90s. Absolutely. So from emails, got a couple emailed spinny noms. Uh, Michael Seller says, Good day. First time trying this for me. As of as Space Spitter Big Meg One listener, thought I'd throw my helmet in the ring. All right, listen to the podcast. Prog and Meg come first. Hey, agreed. 1992, a poor year, and for many, their last. I read it a few years back as I dug out the old progs out. So, best art, Ryan Hughes. Ooh, Dark Horse. Tales from Beyond Science worked for me then. Uh, and with the prog at a low ebb, it stands up now. Fab, originality. I agree, it is really different than what else is in the prog these days. Best story, Skiz. More invention than you'd expect, given the um, absence of more. Sub more, but isn't everything. Best overall thrill, Dead Meat. It made me laugh. It looked great. Little less, ent- um, little else entertained me to that degree. Ouch! <laughs> MVP, no idea. Let's say Carlos, as his presence gave a semblance of continuity from the good old days. How depressing. No idea for best month. Um, overall, says best year is 1982, Apocalypse War, very constant thrill power. That's super fair. Best month, always a challenge. Uh, Nick Kleinsorge, who's also another Patreon backers, emailed in. Borak Dunn Conrad, I nominate Judgment Day for the best thrill. It's hard to top Johnny Alpha and Dread teaming up to fight zombies. Agree. Best writing, Garth Ennis for Judgment Day. Best art, Arthur Ranson for Button Man. I don't really have an MVP or best month. Splendid for three. Hooray! Got a couple over on Twitter. Always excited for that. Um, Dustin from Machete, E Machete LLP. That's LLP Machete on Twitter, who was also kind enough to join us for the uh, Dread Annual this year. Says Garth and Ascara for Judgment Day, even if it's a mediocre Dread epic. Or mega epic, I should say. Love the art. The writing and dialogue is cool when Ennis is doing it, but the concept is fundamentally naff. It's a bad year for 2000 AD. While it's still a good comic, you can feel the come down. That's fair, I think. Robert Hardingham says, uh, Best art, Kev Walker for Chronicles of Chaos for a 12-year-old like me that was into 40K. This blew me away. Big buff robots, tons of gore and violence. Outstanding. Still wish they did a toy line. Ooh, strong agree. Miniature line, too. I'd accept it. Best writer, Garth Ennis for Judgment Day for a young writer on his first Dread Epic. I think this was great. I would like to see some figures um, on how many more people started buying the Meg to read this epic. I know I did. Best month, July, the conclusion of ABC Warriors and Button Man made me wait at the door for the paper boy. Ooh, that's high praise. Best thrill, Judgment Day, special mentions for Button Man, MVP Garth Ennis. Really some... Solid dread stories throughout the year, with Judgment Day being the standout. Let's not forget that he's 22 at the time, and I think that's extremely fair as well. Finally, uh, the Monarch from the 2084 forums hit me on Twitter just as I was about to start recording this. <laughs> says, I was too busy to do a full list on the forums, but here what I can carry him on Twitter. Carlos for best art. Grant Morrison for Best Writer, Best Thrill, Zenith Phase 4, and The Hall of Shame, Mr. Mark Miller for Robo C. Inter. I see. Ooh, that's, that's spicy in the U.S., but somehow okay to say in England. I don't know how it works. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's go to Facebook, the Facha Booker. 
Um, Lee Shepard says for best art, Kev Walker for ABC Warriors, while Tharg was raving, Kev kept it metal. Best writing, John Wagner for Button Man. His only contribution outside of suggesting something with the zombies to Garth, I think. He's more in the mag this year, you know. Um, even if the field hadn't been so depressingly wide open, this would have been hard to beat. Best throw Button Man again, no contest. Best month of 1992, May 92, when your best month as Cola Commandos and the Apocalypse Dreadnought in it, you know something has gone terribly wrong. But Button Man and Kev Walker's poppin' colors and ABC Warriors was enough to lift this month out of the wire. MVP of the year, uh, Pat Mills, not so much for his stories. They were welcome, kept me reading, but they're not as strong as it's a period where his work is starting to homogenize into the polemical style that would see him through the 90s and beyond. He gets this award mainly for rejecting Button Man and for Toxic that's leading to its place in the prog. I mean, I believe I, I have Pat for my MVP, although I don't know. I find, uh, like, this unified voice for the character to be, for, for, the, for his variety to be kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. I dread for best, for MVP, whatever. I don't remember my own things. It's all ephemeral. Uh, but he also says best year. Best year still 84 of just 87 to 92. 92 by some margin. The bottom, the worst part of this is I don't even think this is even the worst year with 93 and 94 outperforming 92 into why am I still reading this stakes. But I think there's only... Those two more grotty years before things start picking up, always the darkest before the dawn. You know, we are definitely everybody who I talk to at this point says that this is where we they stopped reading. Of course, you know, I I think we talked about this in the main on the show. I think we'll weather through. It'll be okay. Don't worry. We'll we'll get through it together, everybody. <laughs> um. Uh, Gareth Lloyd uh, Tolman says Art Arthur Ranson for Button Man with honorable mentions for Steve Yol and Simon Harrison. Writing John Wagner for Button Man with Pat Mills and John Smith falling closely behind. Best throw Button Man. What can I say? Button Man sweeps the board for the top prize. Just beating Revere, Finn and, Brig and Brigand Doom, Zenith and Luke Kirby. Best month, October. Not because of any particular story, but because you almost killed Fox with laughter. Uh, those, those Wirehead episodes are really um that's good listening not good reading but we had definitely had a lot of fun talking about them for sure arthur ranson gets a second award be, or for mvp because there's a positive beautiful artwork on button man because i forgot about him at last year's spinnies and that is unforgivable honorable mentions for luke kirby zenith and brigand doom those were fantastic but there's some stiff competitions so I'll instead buy them a pint and give them a big hug ah indeed um also on facebook a little bit more net or harder just for me to sort of read out, I guess. A friend of the show, Willie Russell, has rolled out a ton of content for Space Spinner over on the 2008 Megaverse Facebook, uh, Facebook group, you know, leading some discussions about some thrills we've been covering and things like that, including a poll where folks voted for their favorite thrill for 92. If you're Facebooking, I definitely say that group's worth a look, the 2000 AD Megaverse, if just because of the hospitality they've been showing uh, your, you know, <laughs> your friendly neighborhood podcasters over there. 
Uh, in that poll, the top thrill they voted for was Button Man with 29 votes, getting more than twice the votes for the first runner-up of Zenith, which got 14. Dread came in third, then Revere, the Clown, and ABC Warriors. Um, in that thread, Fleck Fletcher says, I picked three, Button Man by far the best, but big love for both the Clown and Bradley. A couple of others I like too, but decided to limit myself for three. Uh, Jeff... Tiley Tilly um, has to be Button Man is thrill of the year. 1992 is very much the year when things started to go a bit wrong from Prague 800 onwards. IMO. Looking forward at uh, looking at the voting list above. There's still a lot of good, of good stuff in the Prague, though I'm not sure if that's nostalgic memories for them. You know, I'd say again that era is very much one. Um, you know, we've got the card, right? There's always two pretty bad things in 90, in every prog in 92, but also a couple of pretty decent things, I think. Um, I suppose it was post the post-Judgment Day slump that started the rot on Dread. Some good individual arcs, but the quality wasn't there week in, week out. Ennis was probably overwhelmed with U.S. work, so Dread took a back seat. The Marshal and Raider were his last two decent stories. When Dread is misfiring, it seeps into the rest of the prog. And then um, in our, um, what I put the call it four spinnies over in uh, the Megaverse, uh, admin Wooly Russell responded, best art. Um, I really want to vote for Simon Harrison and Revere, but Button Man Book One is Arthur Ranson's masterpiece. Not my favorite style of art by any means, but it's a treat to witness the mastery and craft on display as Ranson uh, finds the ultimate form of an aesthetic he's been developing his entire career. Best writing, sorry to be boring, but John Wagner is on his best on his best form is unbeatable. Knowing when not to show off and let the art do the talking is a rare and incredibly valuable skill. I wish Button Man and the history of violence had been mastered of hits so Wagner could retire to upstate New York and spend the rest of his life writing bloodthirsty Liam Neeson action thrillers. Me too. Uh, we need those, you know, just sort of here's a dude that murders real well, but his personal life is in trouble because of it. That's a good, I feel that's a decent genre. <laughs> Best thrill. I don't care if Grant Morrison thinks it's not very good. Zenith Phase 4 was the perfect end to the story begun in Phase 1, letting readers have their Lycor cake and eat it. Sinjin's Chimera Switcheroo and the way it was presented in the story seemed incredibly clever to my young brain. I loved Morrison going to town with the sadistic madness of Ligor World and the amusing gimmick of Payne's reverse-aging journal entries, which, of course, Fo I know Fox loved a lot. MVP Garth Ennis. The Ennis era, it wasn't great, but in retrospective, his tenure feels like Dread and Hershey holding off a zombie army trying to scale the city walls in Judgment Day, a desperate rearguard action staving off the awful era that followed when a shuffling, brainless whore Jesus headed by Mark Miller and Alan McKenzie overwhelmed Mega City One's defensive, turning the Dread Strip into something as lifeless and brain-dead as themselves. Jesus Christ. And John Philip responds to uh, asking Willie Russell if he is indeed John Wagner. <laughs> uh, Greg... Meldrum says, best art, Simon Harrison for Revere. Best writing, John Smith. Still Revere. Best thrill, yeah, it's Revere. Miles beyond anything else published at the time. Miles beyond most things published since. And book two might be the best part. The bit where it all near uh, really coalesces. Though book three's beautifully aquatic apocalyptic conclusion. Dukes it out with the last pages of Song of the Surfer and Bad Company 2 for best ever ending of a 2000 AD strip. Which is sort of spoilers, but listen, I don't... <laughs> 
I don't accept it's good to be a spoiler. You know, and people should always say things are good. Whatever. Come on. Move along. MVP, despite the above, I'm not going John Smith because he doesn't seem to have that much of a busy year with just six episodes of Revere and Tales from Beyond Science. In fact, there's not really any one person who stands out, In but there's, in sheer terms of volume, it's Alan McKenzie. Oh, I don't like to agree with, with Wooly, but I have to go with John, with Garth Ennis, too, because he has some definite highs across the course of the year. The Good Bits of Judgment Day, Raider, Almighty Dread, The Marshal, and especially First of the Many. Runner-up King Carlos for some really good zombies and a steadily inflating Durham Red Durham's. Best month, it's impossible to find a month with no dross in it, cause, but I'll have to go to December because you've got a good dread and the back end of you-know-what. And then Willie Russell says, I'll go December 2 if just because it gave us a perplexed Conrad's incredulous attempt to summarize the plot of Wireheads, which is impossible. It's tough. Um, Meldrum also says 92 looks a lot ropier when you look at it month by month. May's not bad either, but there's something awful literally every week of the year. It's true. And really, best month was tough this year. And finding one, like every single one has to have a big butt where you mention at least two thrills, which is a, which is tough. Over on the 1977 to 2008 D Facebook group, which I believe is in the middle of a big Kickstarter for their uh, the 77 annual, which you should certainly contribute to. I have. Um, they say uh, they've got uh, Richie Flannery, says Button Man and Finn, two highlights of the year for very different reasons. True. Jay Wedden says definitely Finn for me. Rob Rooney says Finn all day. And Anthony Green says C.T. Hall, the man, the moon, man made of different stuff. Boo. Disagree. All right. <laughs> Over in the 2004, Ms. Colin YNWA says, strangely, this year is quite easy. I guess there's a bit of a gulf between the good stuff and the rest. There's still a solid middle ground in 1992, but we're also beginning to see the gap in quality open up overall, as there's a few stinkers, if I'm being honest. Fair. Uh, best art, it's not Stevie's strongest year for me, as he moves more and more towards other folks coloring his work, and Colin McNeil can wait for the Meggies. This one's gotta go to Arthur Ranson, of course, for Button Man, next-level stuff. Runner-up for, uh, runner-up mentions for Jim Bakey. Adore his stuff and Ryan Hughes with a really undervalued, uh, who's really undervalued wonder in my mind. Best writing. Okay. So if I wasn't going for John Wagner for Button Man, I'd be going for uh, John Smith or Grant Morrison for such um, a magnificent ending to Zenith. But really, I'd just be being belligerent if I didn't go with John Wagner for Button Man. (laughs) Overall thrill. Well, given what I've said so far, hard pressed not to say Button Man for this one. Revere, Written in Water, and Zenith Phase 4 are worthy runner-ups. Best month, July, maybe? It's the only month with both Button Man and Zenith in it, so I guess that carries it over the line. Best year, 87, which will remain... Um, which it will remain until we party like it's 1999. Then a uh, friend of the show from Mega City Book Club, Eamon Clark, says best story, Button Man, best writer, John Wagner, best artist, Arthur Ranson, best top thrill, meeting the actual Conrad in the pub under the watching Crick and Franklin plaques. Oh, man, got together in real life because I'm England-based now and we saw where they, whatever, discovered the double helix structure of DNA. Oh, it's a Cambridge landmark. It's a whole thing. Whizbang says, best art, John Ridgway for Luke Kirby, the Nightwalker. Best writing, John Wagner, Button Man. 
Best overall thrill, Buttman Book One. Then uh, Sheridan says, uh, um, for top thrill, uh, definitely Revere. For best art, uh, Simon Harrison. Finally, Alan... Alex F. jumps in just under the wire, but for four, <laughs> thinking he might not have made it, but you did, buddy. His tops go to Arthur Ranson, John Wagner, Button Man, no contest. Best month, March. Look, I like the clown, all right? And I got a lot of time for Skiz 2 and Finn. Best year, gonna say 91, but now I remember in Killing Time, Revere and Dead meet, and I've forgotten all the bad bits. MVP for 92, Ryan Hughes, those little swirls of heat above the teacups, and for making one-off stories fun to read again. And with that... That's all of the spinning nominations that I've been able to find. If you sent one in and I missed it because it's someplace, I'm really sorry. It was not my intention to miss you. I'm just trying to get through. Actually, wait, hold on. This may check an emergency ones. No, okay, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed this and definitely looking forward to hearing what you think about 93 when we get there. Remember, you know, once we get towards the once you're hearing shows for towards the end of the year feel free to start thinking about your spinnies and mega meggy nominations i'll try to be active on social media to try to ask you for them love to hear what you think love that people write it and tell us what they're thinking about these comics and now let's get back to past conrad and fox talk about what's to come in 1993 <laughs> All right. Hey, look at all those things that, that were read out. Yeah, that definitely. is a lot of reading. Definitely probably a very tiring day for your buddy Conrad. <laughs> Soon enough, future boy hanging out. Just go handle it. <laughs> all right. So, Fox, now it's time to talk about what's coming up in the next year. Okay. Of uh, 2000 AD, 1993. Exciting year. So you guys started going to middle school. I was in elementary. Bill Clinton became the president in 93. Yeah, that's a good thing. History stuff continued to happen, I guess. Anyway, but so here's what we're going to get in the coming year. So, returning thrills. You'll be surprised to know that Judge Dredd's coming back. Oh, okay, good. So here's a couple big Dredd stories coming up in the next year. Um, one is uh, PJ Maybe in the Mock Chalk Factory. Yay! So return of PJ Maybe. I love Very PJ exciting. Maybe. Uh, the story called Enter Johnny Kiss, who I believe is a character <laughs> who's going to echo through. My name's Johnny Kiss. J-O-N-N-I, buddy. Uh, that, I mean, my name is Johnny Kiss. That's right. And I believe that character is going to echo down a little bit. We're going to get this story called Purgatory, which is going to involve a Mark Miller taking over on Dread, okay. And then... An epic, which is like a 12, a 12 progger or so called Inferno, oh. written by Grant Morrison. Fuck yeah. So like half the year is yeah. an epic. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, Purgatory is going to take place at the same time as Dread, but it's very much a Dread world story that sort of has is follows on some for, from some previous Dread events that we've seen. Um, and then finally, uh, Book of the Dead, which is, which awesome. is, is going to have us meeting. Some African judges, Fox. There's, oh, cool. Uh, I know for sure there's a cover with an Egyptian judge who looks very ancient Egypt and stuff like that. Oh, that's I'm, right. I'm excited about it. Uh, so, And then other returning thrills. So we'll continue rolling on with the ones that we've just been talking about, like Brigand Doom, uh, Dead Meat, Finn, and Robo Hunter. I don't like some of those. Nope. Listen, that again, this is... This I like Brigand Doom. Yeah. Then... Uh, 
We'll have Flesh, The Legend of Shamana, book cool. two. Cool. Strontium Dogs will return, which is like Feral, but also The Return of the Gronk. What? That's right. My heart's his buddy. Wrong. Yeah. We're going to have some more Tharg the Mighty story. Oh, no, no, no. A quick check-in with Nemesis the Warlock. Uh, we'll get some more Bradley's Bedtime stories. Fuck that. No, well, no, we don't have to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bad Company is coming back. And that Kano guy, going to see what he's up to. What? Yeah. Why? Because it's, you know, these stories. We're checking Didn't on Didn't he turn into a giant monster? No, a lot of, no, that one... The main dude turned into the cruel heart, and then oh, but Kano, Kano, Kano was came still out of it okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll 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 figure it out when we get to it for sure. Uh, Armored Gideon's coming back. Annihilate. Okay. Uh, the clown, just a prologue for the clown, not uh, okay. a ton of clown content. I mean, I'd be into some clown content. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're gonna get more of that ninety four. I believe this is just a little check in. Um. Then uh, more Rogue Trooper, going to Friday what? up a no, little bit. We yeah, don't yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Again, another prologue one for Luke Kirby. Okay. Same with, uh, with. Well, no, I, I believe we'll actually start a full thing for Slane. Slane's going to be back. We haven't that's seen great. Slane in a long time. Yeah, not forever. And that's the return of uh, Glenn Fabry as well to Slane. So I'm pretty oh, excited great. about that one. Um, and also uh, Tyranny Rex is going to be coming back. Love Tyranny Rex. Definitely. Yeah, she's going to be a nun. It's going to be weird what? stuff. Yeah, because remember the, the oh, soft body yeah. stories ended with her like a convent. So we're going to have some nunny adventures going on here. Nun-based fun. She's back in the habit of adventure. <laughs> then we got new thrills coming, Fox. Okay. One is sort of a continuation of one we've already seen, uh, Kelly's Eye. Do you remember that Universal Soldier story where there was that guy with oh, the no, gem in his no, chest no. that made him indestructible? Were we getting adventures of that guy? We don't need to. Again, doing it. Um, we'll get the story Firekind, which I'm really excited to check out, actually. Firekind? Firekind. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be, be about dragons, but okay. in a sci-fi setting. I'm, oh, I'm, I mean, listen... I like dragons in sci-fi. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, you know, we, we've been, we gave Dragon Tales a hard time, but I think a non-anthology version of that kind of stuff could be good. Um, we'll get a new kind of Future Shock, Tharg's Terror Tales. Not interested. It's going to be Not a horror, horror anthology stories, I, buddy. Unless you out. if I don't get spooked, then they are not worth my time. Well, we'll just have to see, then won't we? I'll give it one chance. Oh, you got Um then uh, the um, we'll be getting a, um, a story called The Mean Arena, but not, not just called that. It's no relation to the previous Mean Arena story. The previous Mean Arena story was great. Yeah, you know, they first there was kind of a capture the flag thing, and yeah. then they just kind of had a weird meltdown man thing. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was where it was. Uh, isn't that the one where he just murders everyone? Yeah, it's the one where he's with just the, with a the, murderer. And then, and then there was a talking uh, panther, if you recall. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with that though. Forget about that. No. Oh, that's right, the panther with his brain in the yeah, 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 yeah. Stop thinking about it though, because it's <laughs> nothing to do with this new mean arena. <laughs> and we're gonna get. Um, a bunch of stories and something called the 2080 Summer Offensive, which is just a, that doesn't sound safe. A for bunch of uh, of uh, these young writers just trying to figure out things, just to freak out the squares. That's going to involve the that's going to involve Big Dave, which I feel like I've been talking to you about. Uh, You're uh, not excited about, about a lot. It. Not excited. 
Uh, Maniac 5, this moderately excited. This doesn't sound like a good idea. Really and truly moderately excited. And then uh, Slaughter Bowl, which I like the name of, but I'm also not super excited. I'm not super excited about any of the Summer <laughs> stories. Although many of them I don't remember very well. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you didn't like them the first time. It's fair. It's a fair point. You throw the knowledge yeah. away. That's what I do. Absolutely. Um so then we got a story called Time House, which is going to be a little weird. Some time travely wabbly things. Uh, Mother Earth, not excited. Um, oh, God. Cannon fodder, very excited, actually. Okay. I remember that story. It's got art by Chris Weston. And it's just some crazy, crazy stuff. I know our buddy, the, the monarch from the 2000s. He's very excited for us to get to, okay. uh, to Cannon fodder. And I will. Then Mother Earth. And finally, uh, Soul Gun Warrior, which is going to see... The controversial artist Shaky Kane come to uh, 2000 AD after his long residency in the magazine. The ultimate Marmite artist, Fox, you either really like him or you really don't like him. Okay. Oh, oh, geez. And I forgot one of the returning thrills, Fox, is going to be Revere. Yeah. Just for like one prog in 1993. That's so shit. But then, you know, but that means then the rest of it will be in 94, basically. Okay. Um, so new creators, a lot of these guys are kind of one-timers or not that big, uh, or yeah, just sort of only show for a little bit, uh, for artists, there's going to be Paul Pert, John Hayward, Mike Perkins and Shaky Kane and, uh, Mark Buckingham. I'm really, um, I'm really excited about Mark Buckingham's one of my favorite artists. He's done like fables and things like oh, that. Oh, cool. And then for writers, we'll have... Alan Hale, Chris McHale, and James Oswald. Most of these guys just coming in for um, a future shock or two. Okay. Um, but I, I will say, like, these aren't new writers, but 93 is really the year that these young these young punks like Grant Morrison, Mark Miller, Garth Ettis, these guys are really going to try to make this 2000 AD more theirs, I guess. Okay. For better or for worse, Fox. I'm feeling like that's a for worse sign. Mm. So show milestones coming up. I mean, one thing that I'm a little bummed about of us having to do collections after this one mm. is that it means that we won't be putting out an episode at the start of October, which is our fifth anniversary of doing oh, this show. Yeah. But please be aware that whatever the October 5th show or whatever that first week of October show that is our anniversary, buddy. Five years of Space Spitter 2000. Shoot me. No, come on. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, our you know our coverage of 93 should take us from 2021 into 2022 and into like the mid to late 800s, like 60s. Okay. Um, and otherwise, I think the other big milestone is just the progs and go up in price to 70. Jesus Christ. The scandal. Anyway, but yeah, and that's it. You know, heading into 93, I think I'm really excited about it. You know, it's going to be the sixth year of 2000 AD, 28 years in the past. You know, we're making our way through these comics. Big Dave. All right. <laughs> it can't be that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear you see it, hear you say it. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out with us for another year of thrills. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com. The 2080 forums are on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page, and Twitter at spacespinner2k. For anything else, spacespinner2000. Find us there. 
This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, Zane Kip Miller, and Nick Kleinsorge, and your friends at the 2008 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash That's our podcast network. There you can support the show, receive a bunch of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2008 in the magazine, and even monthly Q&As with Fox and myself. And then come back next time as Conrad forgot to write a comeback next time blurb. Just give me a second. Go to hell, all right? What? That. Me? Yeah, I can see your accusatory. Now I can see no. your accusatory I wasn't me accusing you, Jack. I mess up. And then come back next time as Dread meets the fairly dead man. Nope. <laughs> we'll reach climax. We'll reach conclusions in Finn and Robo Hunter. Roll forward with Brigand, Dune, and Good. Dead Meat. And then start new stories with Flesh, Legend of Shamana, book two. Rad. And the return of the Gronk with Strontium Dogs. What? Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's right. It's already kicking off right now, huh? Brace your hearts, buddy. It's time okay. for action. Oh, love the meet some Gronk. Yeah, it's pretty good. And until then, I'm Conrad. He's Fox. And we are Space Twitter 2000. Splendid birthday. Yeah. Yeah.